God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of, of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians broadcast. I am the founder and ministry leader, Brandon Dawson. Now, most of us already know that we are in for a very rough winter this coming year. And going into 2023, we know that uh, it's going to be a tough one. And we most of us suspect that we are definitely heading in for some major economic turmoil. Everything from massive shortages, fuel shortages, energy crisis, housing crisis, job layoffs, rising crime rates, and now a very real threat of a major global civil unrest. And so what I want to do is I want to take the time to actually talk about some things that most of your pastors, most of the churches these days, aren't going to tell you. Now, I've got some serious headlines to talk about, a lot of things to get through, some major warnings to show you guys. I'm going to be frank about this. There is nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing easy about any of this, uh, what we are seeing and what we are about to face. So I'm going to show you guys uh, what no one else is telling you. I'm going to show you how bad these things uh, could possibly get and how we are going to get through this. Now, what really sets me aside from many other different pastors is that not only am I a U.S. Army veteran, but I have also served in law enforcement and security for the last 15 years, which I am still currently doing. So I see everything up front and up close. And most of the stuff that I have witnessed doesn't even get reported. And I believe most of this stuff is massively, like I said, underwhelmingly underreported. Now, I am by absolutely no means a financial advisor, not a broker, not a real estate agent, uh, don't have any experience in those areas. Uh, so if you guys are actually looking for some real hands-on advice concerning the markets, uh, there are some really awesome channels out there that I have been following for a while that do specialize in those areas. So uh, I'll go ahead and post uh, the links for some of those channels below so you guys can definitely check them out. Most of them come from a very conservative background. Now, also, if you have not seen them yet, I do have two very specific videos uh, related to this that you're going to want to watch. Uh, concerning One of them is concerning a prophetic vision that the Lord gave to me several years ago concerning the economy. 
And then uh, also the second one is about my recent teaching on the Jewish New Year for 5783 that I have called the Year of Retribution. And that should be absolutely no coincidence when we're talking about retribution and what we are seeing coming over the next several months. So there's a lot of stuff in both of those videos that really put some things into perspective, gives you a lot of context, uh, kind of gives you some hinting on the prophetic timeline where we sit as well. So I'll include the links for both those videos down below as well. So uh, now also, it is not all bad. It's not all doom and gloom out there. There are some really incredible opportunities that are indeed going to be coming up. Once in a lifetime, once in a generation kind of opportunities. And the same thing for the churches, for uh, ministries. There's a lot of revival opportunities that are going to be coming. So if we are in the uh, perfect, we are in absolutely in the perfect position for one of the greatest revivals and outpouring of the Spirit. So I'm also going to talk about some of that stuff uh, and how you guys can position yourself to not only weather through what's coming, but put yourself in the perfect position to take advantage of those opportunities that are going to be coming and take part in one of the greatest revivals that we have ever witnessed. If you are listening, if you're paying attention and you're doing your due diligence, you're going to be the ones coming out on top on this. Now, the Bible tells us, Romans 8, 28, that all things do work together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus. And that is 100% absolutely true. That verse is true in every aspect of life, including the economy, and even right smack in the middle of tyranny, even in the most darkest times, because that is really when light shines the absolute most brightest, when it is the most dark out. So the prophet Isaiah even declared this, Isaiah 26, 9, When your judgments, God's judgments, come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. Even Jesus said, Matthew 9, 13, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. So the end result, right, if you take a look back and you want to look at the opportunity perspective of the whole thing, the end result, the purpose of everything that's going on behind the, uh, the mist, behind the... Uh, right in the midst of all the trials and the tribulations is mercy, forgiveness, repentance, and the grace of all the revelation of truth through Jesus, the very saving knowledge and power of the Lord. Proverbs 29, 18 also tells us that where there is no vision or no revelation of truth, the people perish. So these things are not just, they're not just about bringing justice, but they are also about God bringing revelation of truth to the nations. So if that's not the opportunity of a lifetime, an opportunity of all eternity, then I have no idea what is because with God's forgiveness comes opportunity. As the Bible tells us, all things truly are possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to dive right into it. We're going to get into some of these headlines. I've got several headlines I want to go through and talk about uh, each one of them to give you some context of how bad things really are and what we can uh, anticipate. Now, this headline comes from the Catholic News Agency, and it has been reported by the Washington Post as well. And it reads that Pope Francis instructs the Vatican entities to move all funds to the Vatican Bank by September 30th, so by the end of this month. Now, this is absolutely historic. Uh, what's happening, I don't think anything quite like this has happened before. And so this has definitely uh, gotten my attention. Pope Francis has ordered 
uh, that the Holy See and connected entities move all financial assets to the Institute for Works of Religion, commonly known as the Vatican Bank. Now, according to Francis' rescript, the uh, financial and liquid assets held in banks other than the uh, Vatican Bank must be moved into the Vatican Bank within 30 days of September 1st, 2022, or by the end of the month. So this is uh, this is pretty eye-opening. This is alarming. This tells us you can speculate all that you want to. Everyone can come up with their very own uh, opinions and conclusions about this. But the way that I see it, I don't think this is uh, the timing of this is any way, shape, or form a coincidence. There are no coincidences with the Lord. The Catholic Church, one of the most wealthiest entities on the face of the earth, and all of a sudden they're moving all of its funds out of all these banks. They're liquidating their assets, uh, moving everything into one centralized bank right there at the Vatican. So this most certainly raises a few eyebrows concerning the uh, definitely the global economy. Obviously, I believe these guys obviously see the warning signs. They know what's coming, and they are preparing for an economic hurricane. Now, here's an article by the Daily Mail, which reads, Police prepare for tidal wave of violent crime and civil unrest as the cost of living bites this winter. Chiefs draw up plans to draw uh, to deal with surge in gangland shootings, burglary, and online fraud. Now, this article is specifically concerning the UK and Britain, but I believe... Uh, this very well is going to be worldwide spread, uh, especially, especially here in the United States, which I'm going to explain uh, all the things that we need to be looking out for here in the United States and why as well in, uh, about that in just a moment. But this article states that the police are reportedly preparing for a tidal wave of violent crime and public disorder as the UK battles an ever-worsening cost of living crisis, chiefs are said to be drawing up contingency plans to deal with the potential fallout that may come as millions of Britons face financial hardship this winter. To be honest, it's a lot more than financial hardship. People are going to be facing a major energy crisis. Now, the chiefs are concerned the uh, economic turmoil and financial instability has the potential to spark a rise in crime. Ah, go figure, right? Especially acquisitive offenses. Uh, a leaked national strate uh, strategy paper has revealed authorities fear that the UK will see a tick in shoplifting, burglary, vehicle theft, online fraud, blackmail, and other crimes that rely on exploiting financial vulnerability now you don't have to be a rocket scientist right to uh you don't have to be an analyst you don't have to be a police expert whatever to see what is coming right this is uh there is a lot of things uh getting ready to happen and we really need to be prepared and pay attention on september 3rd uh this is really interesting there was in fact a massive 100,000 people protest in uh prague uh, against the Czech government on Saturday, and they were calling on the ruling coalition to do more to control soaring energy prices and voicing opposition to the European Union and NATO. Oh, go figure. This, uh, this honestly, this actually goes against the mainstream media narrative concerning the war in Ukraine and uh, how these governments have been uh, more concerned about Ukraine than ensuring energy reliance for their own people. 
And so this is actually uh, not just an isolated incident. This is happening all over Europe. These folks do not support NATO. They don't support the EU. And right now these protests, uh, they're peaceful, right? Um, they're peaceful. But uh, I guarantee you that if these governments don't take it seriously, right, and uh, people's power starts getting shut off, things start getting desperate, those 100,000 peaceful protests could really turn uh, violent. It could turn very different. This stuff can spiral out of control really quick uh, when the power goes out, as we've already seen in all these other parts of the world. But yeah, there's every reason uh, for these governments to be concerned about riots, about protests, especially soaring uh, crime rates. And the U.S., as I mentioned, is not too far off from this either. We've really got to be careful. Now, here's an article from the L.A. Times, right? And this reports uh, SoCal heat wave, a Labor Day of extreme temperatures, thunderstorms, fears of power supply problems. Now, Southern California remains in the grip of the worst heat wave of the year, along with intense thunderstorms in some areas. The conditions have heightened worries about power supply interruptions and fires. Of course, absolutely. Officials issued another flex alert for California, calling for voluntarily power conservation. The alert will probably be elevated. <laughs> the alert will probably be elevated to a higher status Monday, which could mean bringing in backup generators and activating uh, discounts for customers who reduce their power usage. Flex alerts call uh, for consumers to reduce energy from 4 to 9 p.m., right? Right when it is the most hottest and most extreme uh, to help ease stress on the power grid and avoid potential rolling blackouts. Now, the California Independent System Operator, which operates the state's power grid, said uh, the extended heat wave has driven the demand for electricity to brink uh, of overload. Uh, as of Sunday afternoon, the demand stood at 42,000 megawatts and will probably climb to at least 48,000 on Monday. And they are expecting it to surpass 50,000 megawatts on Tuesday, uh, which they say is just shy of the all-time record set in 2006, right? So these people, you can't, uh, what's the saying? You can't uh, have your icing and eat your cake at the same time, right? You know, these people who are pushing for these uh, extreme uh, green energy programs uh, suddenly realizing that it's uh, not so good on the emergency, on the emergency side, right? It's just, it's pretty bad. So here's an article that's being reported. Uh, this is all across the platform. And uh, this one comes from uh, Bloomberg, which reads inflation and war are stoking civil unrest across the globe, research shows. The risk of civil unrest has surged this year in more than half of the world's countries, signaling a coming period of heightened global instability, fueled by inflation, war, shortages of essentials, a new analysis says. Uh, to be honest, I don't think you really need an analyst to see that, but countries uh, worldwide are experiencing an unprecedented rise and the potential for civil unrest. According to a fresh study by Verisig Maplecroft, uh, a UK-based global strategic consulting firm, over 100 nations experiencing an increase in risk of civil unrest in the last quarter. The company said in its civil index published on Thursday. The article also states that richer countries 
in the European Union face the same risk. Uh, no, go figure. What this, with the satisfaction likely to rise in Switzerland, the Netherlands, Germany, and Bosnia and uh, Herzegovina, um, the Baltics, due to the fallout from the war in Ukraine. Right. We're going to actually talk about that a little bit more specifically. In just a minute, concerning some prophecies the Lord has given to us that we have put out um, several, several months ago. Now, another headline which also reads, uh, this headline says, The worst is yet to come as global civil unrest index hits an all-time high. So this isn't just about inflation. It's not just about the potential or the coming collapse of the housing market. Okay, We're also dealing with a serious major energy crisis. We're dealing with oil crisis, with uh, food shortages. And if you look at what's happening already in places like California, right? You guys have already been reading about this. You've already been hearing about this, about how these energy companies uh, with these smart meters are literally shutting people's power off, right? In the middle of these emergencies when they need it the absolute most. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys have already noticed uh, a massive increase, not only at the fuel pumps, not only in your rent costs or your mortgage costs, not only in food prices uh, soaring through the roof, but also in your utility bills. This is going to impact all of us. And with the energy crisis happening with Europe, uh, the uh, energy markets, right, dealing with the financial market aspect of the energy sector, uh, with those prices going up, it's going to affect everybody. It's going to skyrocket. So none of this stuff really should come as a surprise. Our ministry has been prophesying. We have been warning the nations. We have been warning you about this for at least a bare minimum, at least six to eight months uh, way back from uh, when the Lord had started revealing this stuff to us. Some of this stuff even goes back a couple years. Uh, take a look at this prophecy our ministry published, November 23rd, 2020. Okay, this was almost... Three years ago, okay, three years ago, in a prophetic dream that I published, the Lord revealed to me that inflation, the economic trouble, all that stuff would begin that following year in November in 2021. And the Lord showing the exact timing and how it would happen. The Lord showed me that uh, it would begin in November with an infrastructure-like spending bill. And that in that word, the Lord revealed that the uh, collapse would not all happen at once. It wouldn't be uh, evident. It wouldn't be visible right away, but it would happen in the back. And it would be like a domino effect. When it begins to collapse, it will move from the back uh, to the forward and the uh, to the front. And the closer it gets to the front, the more uh, faster and more severe it gets. And uh, again, the Lord revealing a November Time frame. So literally, one year from later from that word, what happened? Biden, of course, signed the massive infrastructure spending bill, November of 2021. And uh, since then, inflation has really gone through the roof. And it has literally been uh, one thing right after the next. Literally, a domino effect. Now, May 9th, uh, May 9th of this year, 2022. Uh, we published another prophetic dream or a warning that the uh, Lord has uh, shown to me, has given to me about concerning Northern Europe, Norway, Sweden, the Baltics, Finland, where the Lord showed us uh, there was there was going to be some massive things happening there, not just concerning Russia, but also with energy, with the uh, finances, with the economy. Uh, we saw, or I saw, a massive migration of people having to flee those areas. 
uh, June 22nd of this year, 2022, I released uh, the prophetic message concerning the coming Jewish New Year for 5783. That will occur this coming uh, September 25th, right? And that message the Lord revealed that this coming year would be a year of retribution. Now, retribution has two aspects for it, all right? Uh, on one side, you're dealing with a uh, commencement of punishment, and you're also dealing, on the other side, you're dealing with a commencement of reward, just depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. If you have not seen that yet, again, I'll include the links in there. You're going to want to definitely watch that. Also, June 26, 2022, uh, just after I published that word, uh, the Lord again gave me a vision and a very, very uh, specific one, a warning concerning massive civil unrest and violence that's going to be coming, not just uh, to the other nations, but even here, right here in the United States, it's going to impact everybody, including the churches. It's a very grave warning. So you guys, when you get a chance, go back, read that word, look into it. And so as I mentioned before, uh, as I said, I do currently work in uh, law enforcement and security, as I have for the last 15 years. And so I can tell you from a personal experience, right, that this is 100% true. I have never seen crime this bad in such a, a short and intense frequency uh, as, it, as it has been for the last three months, and it is getting worse. It's just going through the roof. There is a lot of stuff that is impacting that, and so I'm going to explain a little bit more in depth uh, about how the housing market and how the job uh, situation is fueling that and what you guys can, uh, what's going on behind all that stuff. Now, what's happening with the housing markets, okay, uh, is that because the feds are raising the interest rates to combat inflation, the interest rates on the 30-year mortgages right now have gone up significantly. They're uh, now well above 6%. And I believe right now the uh, national average is sitting around 6.25%. And so this is just going to keep going up. And most experts are saying that it's going to take years to get the inflation down. And so uh, the Fed is way behind the inflation curve and they're chasing after the inflation rather than being ahead of it and ahead of the curve and so the fed has came out uh, just recently and they just been straightforward they said that they don't expect to pivot or loosen up anytime soon on the interest uh, hikes that they're going to be a lot more aggressive and so uh, this means that we're going to see interest rates continue to go up and i think we can see it as high as even 10 or 11 percent and it's going to happen quickly so uh, all the people who were originally qualified for homes, especially the first-time home, home buyers, right, when the interest rates were less than 2 or 3%, uh, all of a sudden these people are now disqualified. They are now priced out of the market. And so if you look at it, right, let's say the average home price is like 250000 at 3% interest, uh, your monthly payments will be right around $1,000 a month. So now if you raise the interest rate on that to the current rates, like what's happening now, 6.25% interest, then your monthly payment jumps up to well above $1,400, almost $1,500 a month. And we are just beginning. And so now a lot of folks are becoming priced out of the markets. They don't meet the uh, income threshold. Uh, income is not going up. Uh, wages aren't keeping up, inflation hitting every aspect of life, so they can't afford the interest rates. Uh, and the banks are being a lot more um, 
are reserved. They're not lending, uh, and the eligibility is getting really slim because uh, these uh, loans are getting a lot more riskier. So you're going to start seeing foreclosures. It's already happening. Foreclosures, evictions. These people are going to start flooding into the rental markets, to the uh, apartment complexes, rental houses uh, for a place to live. So now the prices on apartments and the prices on rentals are skyrocketing way through the roof uh, as much as 30 40% in some areas. And again, these companies, right? You had all these companies over the last two years who came in and just um, built like crazy uh, on these new apartment complexes and these new rental houses. And so they're now facing the interest rate spikes. So they're ending up having to pass on the cost of those rate increases onto the consumers. So eventually what's going to happen is after the housing market finally corrects, after it hits rock bottom, after it crashes, however well you want to put it, uh, when houses finally become affordable again, then after that, then is when the rental markets are going to start coming down. And so, and you'll see a mass exodus out of these rental apartments. And what we're seeing, this is uh, all across the nation, right, uh, is that the Rental prices uh, are going way up through the roof while we are just now starting to see inventory on houses go up and uh, prices on houses starting to slowly come down. Now, one of my neighbors uh, works for one of the banks here who actually manages uh, 401ks, or she used to. Uh, she's already out of a job. She told me that uh, a lot of people are actually already being laid off. And uh, she said that thousands of people in these companies were just losing massive uh, millions of dollars out of their 401ks. And so uh, this person actually, uh, she said that she had to get some help to help her to pay her rent. And she was driving a Lexus. So this is, uh, this is happening to, uh, can happen to anybody, right? Now look at this article. This comes from CNBC. Uh, it says, a historic eviction crisis could be coming to the U.S. in days, uh, this housing expert warns. Now, they're saying there's approximately like 3.84 million people uh, right now that are facing eviction uh, over this month and the next month or two. Uh, this is imminent. Um, but I believe uh, they say that there's 5 to 8 million people who are already behind on their rent. And uh, so it's probably... Um, this is extremely serious, right? Uh, none of these things. I mean, absolutely, uh, all the stuff that's happening, no one's taking into account the even the rising threat of China. Should they invade Taiwan or even attack the U.S.? So that's very important also to keep in mind because uh, no one even anticipated the pandemic when it hit in March of 2020, uh, except for our ministry. We actually prophesied it three years in advance. But 3.8 million people are just going to be out of homes. So this is definitely, absolutely going to uh, get desperate. And people do desperate things in desperate times. So absolutely, crime, we're going to see it soaring through the roof. Now, if you also want to know how the another indicator on how the markets are doing, no one else uh, talks about this, but uh, your local, uh, if you want to know how your local communities are doing, you can also check out the pawn shops, right? Go and check out some uh, game stores and even some resale retailers. When money is good, uh, people, uh, when money is good, these folks are actually low in inventory. During the pandemic, all the uh, shelves were completely empty. There was uh, a lot of money out there, so people were buying up all the merchandise. 
Um, I actually go to the resale shops. I go to pawn shops. I go to music stores. Uh, I buy most of my equipment uh, for my church and my ministry uh, used. And so during the pandemic, it was really hard to find some equipment that I needed because uh, everyone had money and the shops could barely keep up in inventory. But however, just this past week, I went out and took a, a look into uh, some of the pawn shops and music stores. I even looked in uh, Guitar Center, even Sam Ash. And these people, these companies, these shops are uh, no longer even uh, are, are buying. They're no longer buying used gear. Uh, the pawn shops are no longer pawning or uh, buying uh, merchandise right now because all of their inventories are absolutely full. Right, People have already started selling off their stuff. They're pawning everything to try and make up for the loss of income. So I actually went through and I talked to each of the store owners. Uh, I talked to some of the managers. Every single one of them is telling me the very same exact story. Inventory is extremely high. A lot of people are hitting really hard times and they're uh, having to turn all these people away. The manager at uh, Guitar Center, Sam Ash, also told me that uh, the, the same story there. They said, actually, 50%, 50% of all the repair shops that they've been using have all gone out of business. And so uh, they've all, they said they've all gone out of business within the last six months. So that has also impacted their ability to buy used equipment and used gear. So when you get a chance... Just go out. Just check out your local pawn shops. Check out the music stores. Check out the gaming stores. The uh, Research their inventory levels. Uh, talk to the owners. Um, uh, see what it's like in, uh, in your areas. That'll give you a good indicator of what's going on. Now, it's the same story with the auto industry, right? There's uh, That's another area that's extremely overlooked is the uh, auto industry, auto loans, and repos. I talked a little bit about this uh, in a couple other videos uh, but during the pandemic, what happened is people, when they got their stimulus money and their monthly tax credits, apparently they went out and bought cars uh, with a $900,000 car payments. And so when I saw the uh, the news coverage on this, uh, I didn't believe it. I had to actually go and do the research myself, and I could not believe that people literally are uh, signed up to pay for $1,000 car payments a month. And... So um, now what's happening is uh, I read an article just uh, recently concerning repos that one particular company uh, is reporting that they're doing 15,000 repos a day, 15,000 repos a day nationwide. That's huge. And that's just one company. That's almost 500,000 repos a month. So we're in trouble. We're in really big trouble, and uh, this is where I believe it's going to get really bad because, you know, you don't have a place to live. You don't have a car, can't get to work, no income. It's, uh, it's rough. So as I mentioned before, I do work in law enforcement and security, like I said, for 15 years. And I, I kid you not, I have been witnessing the most horrific crimes over the last three months. It is uh, I've never seen anything like it ever. Uh, what? Uh, never seen anything like what's been happening uh, over the last couple of months. And I kid you not, literally, I think just last week, right? I was um, driving out of my complex right next to us. Apparently, a 16-year-old kid broke into so, uh, a man's apartment in broad daylight, 2 p.m., broke in there, 
uh, shot and, and, and killed a guy with a shotgun. 2 p.m., right as kids are getting out of school. And then robbed the guy. And uh, like I said, this apartment complex was right next, right next door to us. So this is happening everywhere. It's happening all over our city, and it's no longer at night. It's it's broad daylight. We're dealing with armed robberies. They're going up. Uh, on average, the agency that I work for uh, maybe had three or four arrests. You know, maybe a, a week. Now we're averaging three to four arrests per night. Uh, it's it's getting bad and. These aren't just your uh, petty stuff. These are guys with felony warrants for armed robbery, for assaults, resisting arrest, uh, assault on police officers. Now, to make things uh, uh, worse than that, unfortunately, is uh, what you know with the cities having to defund and depleted their law enforcement agencies. Uh, all these police officers—they've retired, they've quit, they've left the industry, and they're not coming back. And the uh, the other night, right, I had a co-worker who had an arrest. And uh, what happened is he, he got in a tusk with this guy. Uh, this guy had a Molotov uh, cocktail. He lit it and uh, attempted to throw it, the, uh, throw it at the officer. And so luckily he was actually able to put out the flame and uh, get the guy in cuss before um, anything really bad happened. Uh, but it's bad. Crime is going up. And when folks get desperate and they've got nowhere else to go, they've got nowhere else to turn, they're going to turn to crime. Now, I don't say any of this stuff to uh, to scare you guys. I'm not telling you, um, I'm not just telling you what I've, uh, I'm just telling you what I've witnessed and what I have experienced personally. And, uh, the stuff that you won't hear about on the news. And, this isn't just, uh, there's not a single night that, honestly, there's not a day that goes by uh, at, at my job or where I work with the public where I personally have not, uh, where I haven't uh, encountered an armed suspect who hasn't, you know, I've, I've had people with guns, with knives, uh, hatchets, machetes. Uh, I've had people literally threaten my life. And I think over the last couple of weeks, uh, I've had three or four people who were nearly beaten to death and robbed. This stuff is, uh, it's not really getting reported. You know, you, you wouldn't have any idea unless you were just uh, right in the middle of it and dealing with it. And so what I'm doing now is I'm trying my very best to encourage people to really take every single precaution that they can to protect themselves. To be in the position where uh, they don't become a victim, but they're able to defend themselves, defend their families, or to uh, flee. Uh, if possible. Now, if you live in a major metro city, and I hate to say this because I know a lot of people uh, just are in tough positions, but uh, if you can, I would encourage you, if you're in one of those major cities, if there's any way possible, right, uh, I would encourage you to get out of that city, move out. If you've got family or friends somewhere that you can move in with, do that. And if you absolutely cannot leave, right, do everything you can to make sure that you have some sort of a security plan in place. I can't tell you and stress that enough. Uh, No matter how small or insignificant it may seem, just do something. Uh, You know, have a plan. If it's either to flee or evacuate, have an alarm system, um, you know, setting up some dash cameras on your car, uh, do anything that you can to prepare yourself to uh, prevent yourself from becoming a target, 
think of some contingencies of scenarios of how you would deal with certain things if uh, it was you and it happened to you. Because it's always, and I tell you, it's the people who don't think about it. The people who say, oh, that will never happen to me. And they don't do anything. They don't uh, set up any kind of plan. Those are the people who end up becoming victims. So as I said before, uh, you know, I know that things are going to get really bad. Um, it's it's going to get tough. There are also some opportunities. There are ways to get through this and not just get through it, uh, but there are ways to actually really prosper through this. Now, number one, uh, you can uh, look at any financial uh, analysts, financial advisors out there. They're all saying the same thing. Do not buy a house. And do not buy a car. Don't make any major um, financial um, finance uh, financing options right now. Just don't do it. Wait. Wait until the housing market corrects or hits bottom. Save your money. Be patient. Save. Uh, be diligent. Save as much as you can, even if it's just $20 here, $20 there, um, no matter how insignificant it may be. Because when the prices finally bottom out, all the people who saved up, who waited to buy, are the ones who are going to be in perfect position to come out on top, and they're going to prosper from this thing. Because, uh, believe it or not, I'd say maybe in about six to eight months from now, when all the prices have finally just crashed, you're going to get these four or five hundred thousand dollar houses for a hundred and something thousand dollars, and uh, you're going to be while everyone else is struggling, you'll be the one uh, that will be able to take. Um, absolute advantage of the opportunities. Now, number two, for those of you guys like me who are renting, okay, perhaps uh, perhaps you're asking yourself, maybe uh, some of you guys are facing uh, rent renewals, right? The, your contracts are renewing and you notice, hey, my rent's gone up three or $400 and you're wondering if you should wait to renew your lease or uh, try to find a cheaper alternative. We got our lease renewal and uh, our rent uh, went up by by thirty percent. We're paying an extra three hundred dollars on top of our rent. So uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, most likely you're probably better off staying put, staying right where you're at. And if you've got uh, an extra spare bedroom, uh, I would sublease it out. You know, get a roommate, find some uh, a family or some friends that you trust uh, to move in with you uh, to help uh, share the the rental cost. And just stay put if you can. And just kind of ride this out. Save your money and just hang on. And just hang in there. Now, in addition, if you don't have the credit or you have bad credit or no credit, right? There are some really awesome, uh, easy, simple solutions out there where uh, you can have your rental payments, right? Uh, every time you pay rent, you can have those payments get reported to the credit companies. And so... That'll uh, show your twelve, fourteen hundred dollar a month, whatever it is, uh, rental payments on your credit score, and they report to all the uh, credit bureaus. That's going to show your uh, payment history, your your credit history. It's going to help definitely boost your score big time. Now, in addition to that, there is uh, also what's called a secure savings credit account. It's different than a uh, secured credit card. This is a secured savings credit account. So what all you do is. Uh, you use it like a regular savings account, and as you save and you invest money into this uh, savings account, it gets reported to credit companies, and it shows up uh, as credit. So in combination of uh, that and a couple other things, just paying your rent on time, uh, putting money into a simple savings account, you'll boost your credit score, and then a year from now, you'll be in the absolute perfect position to buy.
Now, number three, for churches, for pastors, ministries, uh, if you're looking uh, to really get involved and make a difference, uh, reaching people for the kingdom, right? Uh, you guys need to start getting your food pantries ready. Start getting them built up if you have not already. Build up your supplies. Uh, you should be getting uh, working on jackets, blankets, uh, water, um, all that stuff, and get prepared to serve your communities because I guarantee it, uh, not even six months, I'd say three months from now, as we start getting into wintertime, uh, people are go- your communities are going to need your help. They're going to absolutely need your help. And so this will be the perfect time to reach them. And, uh, to, you know, these, th- this would be absolutely perfect time to reach these people because uh, some of them might have been people who were unreachable a year ago when everything was going well. So you're going to have to get intentional, get committed, uh, and open your doors because this, in fact, is going to be one of the greatest, greatest harvests that we have ever experienced. And we really need to prepare uh, not only to reach people with the revelation, the truth of the gospel, but to meet their uh, very most inner or their most immediate needs, like food, shelter, clothing, all of that stuff. Uh, uh, and uh, number three, again, I mentioned security already. Uh, be thinking about a security plan, your uh, security situation, and I, uh, especially, especially if you are a church, right? Just because you're a church doesn't mean that people aren't going to look at you as a target. Um, and I've talked about this in several of uh, the prophes- prophetic messages I've put out there. Churches need to prepare to defend themselves. You know, So make sure uh, if you're a pastor or a church, you guys look into uh, security solutions. Now, all of this, everything that we're seeing, right, uh, in, in one aspect, it should be a really encouraging to you because... We are seeing biblical prophecy being fulfilled right now. This is what the Bible calls the beginning of birth pains, where wars, famines, economic uh, collapses, natural disasters, uh, they're going to increase tremendously and in frequency the closer that we get to the rapture and the tribulation period. This tells us that God God is who He, he is real. He does what He says He's going to do. He, he is faithful to His Word. So all these things should be showing you that, yes, uh, the Bible is real and it's coming to pass right in front of our very eyes. So, again, this is this is not—I mean, this is the time to absolutely to get to work, right? A lot of people, a lot of people— uh, like to um, say, hey, I'm just going to sit out, just wait for the rapture to come, right? Well, this is the time to get to work, to put your faith to work, to get out there, start reaping the harvest, right? It's not the time to sit back and just say, uh, well, the Lord's going to uh, come and get us in the rapture, because I guarantee you, you do not want the master of his house, the Lord Jesus, the Lord of the harvest, to come back and to find out that you did absolutely nothing, that all you did was just sit around and wait for the rapture to happen because it's going to be a lot worse for you, a lot worse for those people than it will be for those who did not believe. So we have got to get out there. We got to get to work. We got to see the opportunity and what's happening because uh, I guarantee it, the Lord will be with you um, if you're diligent and you're using discernment and you guys are, uh, you see faith opportunities right in the midst of everything that is happening. So, guys, uh, as always, this is actually going to conclude this uh, episode's broadcast. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything at all, 
please get in touch with me. Please feel free to uh, comment or send me an email. My email address is listed. Um, but above all, guys, keep running your race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Stay encouraged and do not give up.